Hey guys, this is Coach Peter. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast. You got myself, we got Coach Teresa in here. Good day. Thanks for coming to the studio once again. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it a lot. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're going to be continuing about talking about muscle building. And, you know, now we've really covered like what to do in the gym and what to do in terms of like volume like that was a big big discussion about last time like we've covered what to do and how much to do it now we're going to move into the next piece which is um called fatigue management and it kind of just basically means that like we now that we've put the stress onto your body we need to manage your fatigue so that we can actually make sure that your body can actually recover from the stress that we're putting on your body in terms of training. Because only once you've recovered, only then your body can adapt. Mm -hmm. And if your goal is to build muscle, get faster, stronger, fitter, whatever it is, you're not just after applying the stress but you're actually after the adaptations. And if there's no recovery, my friend, there's also no adaptation. Mm. And that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's well put. Yeah. I think a lot of people focus on the like the doing part, the, mm. the activity, focusing on, yeah, obviously training hard, training well, um, but perhaps not the fatigue management, the recovery. Yeah, I like to think about it as a as a, a three-pillar model, almost like a stool. And each one of the legs of the stool is equally important. You know, muscle building is like we have the stress in terms of training. Then we've got nutrition in terms of supporting the body with the right amount of macros and calories. And then we have recovery in terms of like how do you sleep, how do you manage your stress. That This is like what we're really going to be talking about today. But... It's really important that all these three pillars are on a solid foundation. And if even one of them is off a little bit, mm. like it doesn't matter how well you're training and it doesn't matter how well you're eating. But if you're not sleeping, sorry, but like you're just shoveling shit up against the tide. That's the saying. Like goes. <laughs> yeah, you're swimming upstream. Like spinning your tires in the mud. Whatever you, whatever analogy you want to use there you're just not moving into the direction where you want to go at the quickest speed possible mm -hmm. yeah so when it comes to fatigue management you know what are we actually trying to manage here and a good way to kind of conceptualize it is that if this is you as a biological organism we have what's called allostatic load meaning like all these different stressors that are impacting your body your physiology at any one point in time mm -hmm. so let's give some examples here so you know we have psychological and mental stress that is going to take away some of your resources we can almost think of like that all these different stresses are taking away some of your recovery resources. I yeah. guess that's the way to put it. So this is you, this is you as a biological organism. What kind of different stresses do we have in the modern world? You know, we have psychological stress can be caused by 
you know, in anything. Yeah, relationships. Work, relationship. Work. I think like relationships and and like that's another kind of a category, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think we're always going to have disagreements and confrontation. And I think being able to see that as just something that's part of life as opposed to a completely negative thing. Yeah. You know, it's part of life, but and, it can be a stress. And it can also kind of lift you up. Yes. Too. Oh, for sure. But then other ones are like career, paying your your bills, like mm-hmm. that's uh, clearly financial stress. Yes. Yeah. Walking on the crowded streets, like being on traffic, that's mm. again gonna put some stress. psychological stress onto yeah. your system. Being late to appointments or being late to work. Yeah, these are kind of like stresses that are related to your environment. There's also some, you know, invisible stresses that we can't really see, like pollution like breathing polluted air or breathing air that's being laced with endocrine disrupting chemicals because someone thinks that it's really good idea to put a lot of air freshness into the air which by the way is not a very good idea um so these types of or in the in the drinking water there could be something if you're not filtering your water that's another point of stress that's coming to your system Mm. then we have the stress of training you know Mm. by definition training is a stress to Mm. your body it's a good stress, but as long as you can fit, manage that fatigue. Yeah, exactly right. We have things that you put into your body, not only in terms of what you breathe, but what you eat. Mm. You know, this can also be a, a stress to the system. Then, you know, sleeping should be something that really takes the stress away from the body. But again, a lack of sleep can be a massive stressor to the system. Yeah. So. We have you as a biological organism and we have all these different stresses that are impacting you at any one point in time. And you can think of how does this the world man the word management is actually really useful here. So you can think of it as your recovery capability dollars, okay? And you need to manage your recovery capability dollars in a way where you're able to put enough dollars into recovering and adapting from your training. But now it turns out that if there's like a massive hole in your budget at like from your work Mm. or like psychological stress because of whatever you perceive as like really stressful. Comparing yourself to other people, feeling like... I don't know, you're not good at, you know, self-esteem or something like that. Yeah, just anxiety or or something like that. That's taking away a lot of your dollars. Yeah. You know, that's taking away a lot of those resources that now they don't exist. And now you just don't have as much in the tank for training in general, but then also for like recovering from the training, let alone creating any adaptations from training. Mm. I had a really cool thought just now, actually, like, you know, the game Jenga? Yes. How, you know, you keep pulling a little bit, like a, a little yeah. one as you go, and you're kind of putting stress on the whole foundation, like a little bit as you go until mm. there's just that one moment where you just pull a little bit too much and then the whole <laughs> tower kind of comes crumbling down. But, mm. but actually, if you think about it, like the structure can handle quite a lot of that quote unquote stress being you know, taken, taken away from itself and it can still stand up tall. Yeah. Sometimes it might get a little bit shaky. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly right. And I think it brings up a good point about like just being a human in general. Like we do need stress. Totally. We 
if there's no physical stress, your body will be unhealthy. Mm. If you have no like mental stimulation, like challenge, your mind will become like you, you will lose your mental faculties if you don't use them and if you don't it's challenge true. yourself cognitively. Yes. So, the, but then too much. Yes. There's the whole um, you stress and distress de- de- yes. we were Correct. speaking about yesterday. We were. Yeah. What's the difference between you stress and distress? What do we come down to? Well, we've got the you stress where it's that beautiful balance of, okay, you know, where, whether it's being psychologically challenged or obviously like training um some more of these like climatized not climatized um like thermal stress is Mm. that what it's taught like going into the sauna or having a cold bath yeah Yeah, something like that so that would be like a at the time like a, a nice little stress on the body but then obviously that creates like a more calming effect or a better immune system yeah creates a positive adaptation correct yeah yeah and then you've got distress, which is more of these, um, yeah, not so great over time stresses like that chronic, maybe psychological stress or emotional stress. Um, eating something you're allergic to, eating, Con- yeah. constantly eating something that's not like yeah. sitting well with you. Mm-hmm. That's causing distress in your gut, in, yeah. your, in your system. Um, and then, you know, then going into not sleeping well. Yeah. Um, or, or like for some people, even just always being in a state of like being slightly dehydrated or something like that. Correct. You know? Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, obviously stress is an important part of life, um, but it's being able to manage that stress so that you can optimally perform. That's what we're looking to achieve here. Exactly right. And then kind of circling back more specifically to speaking about like adapting from training mm-hmm. and and muscle building, like what are the most important fatigue management strategies that you should apply so that you can make sure that you don't kind of go into the zone of like where you can't recover anymore, mm. you know? Because that's oftentimes the thing. It's like when it comes to like... You know, if you're not like an athlete or like you just go to the gym like three, four days a week or something and you haven't been doing that for like many, many years and you're not like freakishly strong, oftentimes like it's actually not that like you're doing too much from the perspective of exercise. It can be for, for most people, if you go into the gym max four times a week or training total max four or five times a week. Rarely it is that you're doing too much, but oftentimes it's that you're not recovering enough. Yeah. So what are those fatigue management strategies? Well, first of all, really like the bigger picture is to actually follow a training program that's being designed in a way that you're not just going all guns blazing every single week. You know, there has to be weeks where the stress on your system is at minimum effective volume, which is should be in the beginning of your training cycles. And then progressively, you work towards your maximum recoverable volume. And then once you get there, now you start the process again, but a little bit higher from where you started that previous training cycle. Mm, true. So 
that would be it. That's a great way, place to start, making sure that your program is... Making sure that you're actually following a program yeah. and you're not just going balls to walls, mm. going to war. You shouldn't feel like you're going to war every week in the gym. No. Like, you you really don't. Like, there's yeah. something really... Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I stopped, like, um, listening to music when I was training. Because mm. I noticed that like, you'd always have to, like... That was, again, back in the powerlifting days. But, like, mm-hmm. you'd literally have to wait for... The, wait, for wait for an epic <laughs> drop in the song so that I can start my set. And, like, really, like, amp you up and, like, slap yourself and like that. Like, that'll amp you up. But that's very fatiguing. Yeah. Like, it's actually really, really exhausting if you do that for a while. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's, like... a kind of jumped into like within the training session how can you manage your fatigue Mm. like don't jump around like crazy like focus on your breathing between the sets and then kind of just have this like workman mentality of your training sets you don't have to go to war Mm. every single set every single time because you just can't okay yeah i better stop asking that other person training next to me to slap me on the back before my (laughs) (laughs) yeah Please do. <laughs> okay, done. Good one. Yeah. All right. So obviously, fo- focusing so on a fo- progressive follow a program. Program, follow a program that's progressive and has these periods in there that have been built into the system where you have a little bit lower stress on your on your body. Then another thing is like have taking a vacation every now and then. Like, how many people have you heard of your clients haven't had a holiday in like years? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, you know, and like obviously for some people that is a privilege, but um, you know, I'm I'm kind of in a in a place where I hope that like people can at least take a long weekend, mm. even if you know you don't you're not not in a position where you're able to go away somewhere, at least like a long weekend where you can just kind of switch off. You don't have to think about work and a lot of these like deadlines and pressures and. Just have some time for yourself or time to spend with your, you know, your family or your loved ones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And from like training perspective, like really just take it easy. Yeah. Like some clients really stress out like, um, what should I do? Like, can you write me like a program or something? Like when I'm, I'm going away, I'm like, if it's like for a week, I'll usually just tell them like, and they've been following like a really good training program. And it's literally like that. Okay, now it's like you're one week in the in the whole or two weeks in the year where yeah. you're like taking the time off. It's like mm-hmm. you know what? Like if you just if you want to go to the gym twice a week for half an hour, literally just do your three sets of your favorite exercises. Yeah, that's plenty. And yeah. then other than that, just go and like enjoy life. There's go, in, go be out in, in nature. Exactly. Some walks. Exactly. Walk like along the beach. Do as much as you can in nature and mm. in the in the great outdoors that but would probably do you better yeah physically exactly like yeah. the you know like the um i guess we're kind of coming at it like from the other way around but like if you you're always training really really hard like even if you're taking rest days and you should be as we will discuss in a minute even if you're like following a proper program there's still some amount of stress that you're carrying in your body 
that doesn't have time to dissipate and go away fully and like fatigue that you're carrying in your body just with the rest day or just with like having an easier week of training but you actually have to give your body like a whole week of like not really doing much mm. but you really gotta earn those weeks type of a thing that is true and again like <laughs> most may not apply for for most like just general yeah people yes. so and then the next thing is like within the training week, like make sure you take some rest days. Like a lot of people mm. are usually they're like, oh, so you're a personal trainer, so you you train seven days a week. Like you you look like you train seven days a week. Like, nah, man. Like I've been training four days a week for the last couple of years, most of the time. Now mm. I bumped it up to five. Next week I'm gonna bump it up to six days a week. Just it allows me to increase my running volume just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you gotta have gotta have some rest days in there. Absolutely, you know. I think like when we were younger, like early twenties, like maybe mid twenties, we could go like five days a week, balls mm. to walls. Um, I don't know if that's just like a age thing, or if that was also like a training age thing, in that yeah. we didn't have the ability to train as hard as we can now. And because we can, and obviously we're much more efficient and, you know, we perform much better. Like we can push ourselves to quite a difficult place. That's it. Within our training days. And, you know, sometimes that in itself is better. Um, We're looking for quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're a complete beginner, like the amount of like disruption that you're able to produce on your body isn't that much mm. you still need your rest days within your week yes but you can't really you know sorry my language or fuck shit up that badly no. but the the stronger <laughs> you are and yeah. the the more weight you're lifting the the more that stress mm. is so now actually what tends to happen is that as your training age progresses and especially when you get really really strong you actually do a lot less volume. Mm. You know, like, for example, I remember um, following a bit more closely, like, when um, Hafter Bjornsson, like, the uh, world's old, old strongest man, following, like, his training a little bit more specifically a while back. And he was like, he'd do a strong, one heavy deadlift session every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. And in that training session, it would just, you'd just work up to, like, that top set, which is, like, one set of, like, one rep, and that's it. Shut it down for that exercise. Crazy. But it's it's like when you're lifting like another four four hundred kilos from the <laughs> ground, like you're fucking shit up real bad in that one <laughs> one repetition. That's true. Compared to if you're moving like, yeah. you know, lifting Five that kilos, heavy weight. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Exactly right. But for most people, again, like, yeah. you know, in my being a stronger system that we really get most of the people to follow with great success. It's four days of training, three days of rest, just making sure that you're hitting your step goal on those rest days. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So after after that, after training frequency and in that we will rest ask them some rest days, what would be the next thing that we're looking at? The next day thing is like a little bit more like within the day. Like what can we do? We can do this. Well, sleep. Yeah, you know? that's okay. a huge one. Let's just Let's not get there. ahead of ourselves. So let's just sleep. We kind of yeah. touched on that a little bit, but like, you know, you don't you don't build muscle mass when you're in the gym. Again, you apply stress at the gym. You build muscle mass when you're sleeping. If you're not sleeping, you're 
you're not recovering and you're not creating those adaptations from that training. I've said that already a few times, but I'll say it again because it's it's just so, so important. And, you know, for even like how you feel and your mental and physical performance, like lack of sleep is probably the one thing that'll like throw the biggest rocks in your wheels and just like really destroy your performance. For sure. And, you know, I think we all know the feeling of not having a great sleep the next day. Like, things feel a little bit more sticky. Like, it's maybe a little bit harder to get yourself to the gym or to stay on track with your diet plan or if you're in a deficit. Like, things start to get... There's some resistance there. So, yeah. sleep, it's not just the physical, but it's the mental too, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. It's a, it's a big one. Huge. Yeah, getting between seven and nine hours of as good quality, uninterrupted sleep as possible. Mm. Like, that's really the thing. There's Matthew Walker, who's uh, written a great book, Why We Sleep. He's a professor in UCLA in Berkeley in California. And he said in his book that, you know, some people say that they can manage just fine with less than six hours of sleep. But he said that based on all the evidence that's available to us, the amount of people who can sleep less than six hours every single night and don't get any physical or cognitive impairment to their performance or health, when you round out that number of people to the closest full number, guess how many you get? Zero. (laughs) <laughs> so that's a that's a pretty big statement. Then like Gee, I wouldn't. That's a big statement. I, I don't know if I'd be taking my chances against that. <laughs> yeah. 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 When it comes to you know improving your sleep, like it turns out that there's a lot of things in our modern world that we take for granted, but are actually having like actually have a like a disruptive influence on our our ability to sleep. Yeah. Which is like sleep is such a it's such a natural thing. Yeah. yeah, I've actually built the whole program, which is called the Breathe, Sleep, Perform program, which is a six-week, very, very all-rounded resource on how to optimize your sleep hygiene, how to optimize your breathing efficiency, both during wakefulness and sleep, how to prepare your body for optimal sleep each and every night, and then how to improve your airway patency to reduce the chances of having any breathing problems at night time. So if you want to learn more about that, that one you can get from coachbooter.com slash breathe. Check it out. Amazing. Amazing. And that is a great segue to, you know, apart from sleep, like what is what is the next thing that you can do to, you know, give your accelerate your recovery? and manage your fatigue a little bit better is to incorporate these what we call parasympathetic activities that activate the rest and digest also known as the parasympathetic state of your autonomic nervous system you know one of the most direct and targeted and easy to replicate ways to do that is to slow down your breathing for try this like five minutes every single day Slow down your breathing to six breaths per minute. Five second inhalations, five second exhalations through the nose. That's probably the, that's the simplest place to 
start a breathing practice from and certainly you should try to um, progress that as well like as you become more proficient and as your stress resilience improves mm. yeah but it's that's a that's a great great place to start and then like for some some people i get it like some people don't like breathing stuff just basically like whatever makes you feel relaxed is a really good thing to do and it feels so good when you do it though like i don't think you'll ever do a breathing practice and be like oh i wish i didn't do that no you're always like damn I, i'm so glad i set time aside to do this because yeah. this is exactly what i needed right now just five minutes yeah. and, and the cool thing about those exercises that we do in the breathe sleep perform program mm-hmm. is that not only they have this like acute re- reduction of stress but also they actually influence your unconscious breathing habits which then when you unconsciously develop a breathing pattern that's calmer and mm-hmm. slower now your ability to actually tolerate stress elsewhere in the day goes up and you you become better at regulating your stress levels and managing your energy in a way mm-hmm. unconsciously and that's huge yeah like it's so huge like you know when i when i see some of the clients that i work with come in and i can i can really see that they're under a lot of stress on, yeah. in that day and i turn straight to their breath and it's very shallow it's high yeah, how do you through their mouth that's it and like you can just see all it takes is kind of one question like or one phrase kind of in the wrong way and you know they're just gonna you know almost fall apart right there on the spot because you can just see like they're already slightly hyperventilating their bodies in that complete like state of stress yeah put them on their back get them to do some breathing close their eyes and like literally within a few moments their body's in a completely different state very powerful yeah very powerful mm-hmm. it's interesting though like as a as a trainer and someone who talks to people all day and like interacts with people you can see so much from people's just from their eyes and their faces of like what's actually going on inside their mind it's and then now. And then when you start looking down below and you notice like, okay, how does that, you know, also, how does the the facial expressions and the unconscious facial expressions, how do they relate to like how they're breathing? Like you said, like, where are you breathing? How quickly are you breathing? Are you breathing through the nose? Are you breathing through the mouth? Mm -hmm. So in general, like, you know, when it comes to breathing, slower and deeper is better than than faster and shallower unless you're like exercising really really hard yes but if you're if you're not exercising but you're breathing super hard and you're breathing through the mouth like that is that's a sign that your your body is under stress Mm -hmm. almost another way to put it is that at any point in time how you breathe is actually a direct it's like opening up a window and seeing into your autonomic nervous system mm. and seeing the stress levels that your body is under. And the state of the autonomic nervous system influences every single cell of your body, but it, it influences your body and your mind. You know, it influences the way you think, the way you behave. So 
But the cool thing is that you have conscious control over your breathing. Mm -hmm. So just by slowing down your breathing, you can actually shift the state of the autonomic nervous system to a lower arousal state, which will then change your thoughts and change your behaviors as a consequence. So I think we've, we've, we've done it there. Um, fatigue management. So to maximize your ability to recover and adapt from training and build as much muscle as possible and develop those physical qualities that you want to de develop from training, it's important that you manage your recovery resource dollars and you manage your fatigue appropriately. You know, incorporate these parasympathetic activities like slowing down your breathing on a daily basis. Make sure that you're prioritizing sleep hygiene, getting seven to nine hours of good quality sleep. If you aren't for some reason, you know, anything that you can do, anything that you can do to improve the quality of your sleep, that is some of the best money that you will ever spend because it will have a tenfold, millionfold return on your investment over the course of your life. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you incorporate rest days within your training week. You know, give yourself at least one or two full rest day from any kind of physical training. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you follow a pro program, a training program that's progressive and has these periods of lower stress level every now and there. And don't shy away from taking a holiday every now and then. Mm. That's a good summary. <laughs> yeah, and probably lastly is, you know, being able to manage the psychological and emotional stress that comes with that 21st century century life, whether that's through journaling, um, you know, finding somebody that you can talk to about some of the mental stress that you're going through, um, or maybe it is getting in touch with a professional who you feel comfortable with, maybe have a chat to some of your friends who might be working with a professional um, to see whether or not that can help you. Yeah. That's it. Finding some outlets, you know. Yes. Yeah. Training itself is a great outlet for stress actually. Yes. You know. It is bringing yourself back to the body and your breath. Exactly, because you know the the stress response itself like really evolved to have a physical component of in it. Mm -hmm. Stress response evolved to always be about either catching calories or avoiding becoming someone else's calories. Mm. So, there's always some kind of that's why the body goes into this like prepares to fight or flight that's the whole point of with that fight or flight state phrase there yeah but then if the the stress is just stuck in the mind and you don't have this like physical release either mm. through like any kind of physical activity mm -hmm. that's why it makes so much sense like why exercise is actually such a powerful stress management tool yeah yeah brilliant brilliant so if you want to learn more about the the recovery tools that we've covered in this episode here i would recommend checking out coachputter.com slash breathe and if you would like to learn about a training programming app a training app that gives you all these training programs that we've talked about that are periodized and in a fashion that we've spoken about that manages your fatigue in an appropriate manner but still gets you great results go to coachputter.com slash app if you have any questions as always send us a message on Instagram, or you can send me an email on hello at coachputter.com. Thank you so much for watching and listening. This is Coach Putter. Coach Teresa. We'll see you in the next episode.